0: Today is the state of the university, so I will not be preaching to you, although I will read a text of scripture a little later, but if you're a guest here and you are anticipating a normal chapel service, this is uh, not what this is intended to be. I want to tell you about some exciting announcements that we have moving forward, but before I get into that, I also want to recognize some special guests. Uh, We have with us today many special guests who are our alumni and our friends So if you'll bring the house lights up just a little bit more so we can see them. If you are here today and you are an alumni, if you are a guest coming in for homecoming, would you stand and let us welcome you back to Cedarville? We also have several of our trustees in the audience today, and I want to express my appreciation to them. It is a joy to go to a trustee meeting and hear the camaraderie, the fellowship, the fun, and the support for the institution that they give for us. And so would you just join me in expressing appreciation with a round of applause for all of our trustees this day. We do have a special group of alumni that are here. These are the alumni that tonight will be honored at our banquet, but I do wanna recognize them because many of them are here today with us. Uh, We have our Distinguished Service Award winner, David Warren, who spoke earlier in chapel. Uh, He is here with us. Would you stand up and let us recognize you? We have our Honorary Alumnus of the Year, Wayne Dickinson. Wayne and his wife are here with us. Would you stand up and let us recognize you? Our Young Alumnus of the Year, Travis Smith and Jesse Lear, are here with us. Would you stand up and let us recognize you? Our Distinguished Educator Award would be no surprise or no stranger to you. Jim Phipps, would you stand up and let us recognize you? Our alumna of the year you heard from earlier this week, Georgia Purdom is here with her family. Georgia, would you stand up and let us recognize you? I also wanna take a moment and just express my appreciation to the executive leadership here at the institution. Uh, Vice presidents and those who work alongside them work incredibly long hours, uh, longer than what they probably should. They are dedicated to this institution. They are a great team to work with. They are a team of very competent individuals who are great leaders, and I'm honored to work alongside them. So would you join me in expressing appreciation for all of our vice presidents and athletic director at the institution? We are also honored today to have our chancellor and our former president here with us, Paul Dixon. Would you stand up and let us welcome you again to chapel? (laughs) Sixteen years ago, two months and 29 days, she said yes. 5,935 of the best days of my life have been spent with my wife, Joy. She works far longer hours than any of you would know as well just to keep me from getting in trouble. And so I love you and I appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you. All right, I've got to figure out how to transition into other things now. I'm not sure how we do that. Uh, we are honored at this institution. I have seen so many special guests already, so many great faculty members who have come back that have retired. We have so many people who have given their lives to Cedarville. I hope you recognize that even as we sit in this facility, the Jeremiah Chapel and the Dixon Ministry Center, we are standing upon the shoulders of those who have come before us. There are names of people who have given sacrificially to provide the buildings that we enjoy, the facilities. There are faculty members who have built the culture of academic excellence all around, and we need to honor them. I can't mention them all by name, But would you join me in expressing appreciation for those who have worked hard and given their time to build this place that we love. So to tell you just a little bit about the state of the university, we are incredibly blessed by God. In the past three years, we have paid off over $10 million worth of debt We are in a strong financial position, and we have been in the black for as long as I think we keep records. And so this institution has been incredibly blessed financially. Our numbers are strong. Our finances are strong. When you look at our student enrollment, we have been blessed. I have a chart for you up on the screen. You can see that we are steadily increasing in growth. And those of you that are here as students, you are part of the ninth record enrollment in a row at Cedarville University of 3,711 students. Would you join me in expressing appreciation to God for His blessings upon us? If you are out there listening or if you are here as a prospective student, I will warn you that we have applications and admit numbers that are almost twice as high as what we've had in our past, and are setting new records. So I would encourage you to hurry up and get those applications in, get those accepted applications finalized, and go ahead and make your deposit for next year, because you see how full this chapel is today, and it is looking really strong for the future, and we are just thankful to God for what He is doing here. It's not just in enrollment, but it's also in another focus that we have had in minority recruitment that we are seeing good and steady growth. And so when you look at minority and internationals, you'll see the chart I have for you on the screen as we have risen to 11.3 percent, and we will continue to work on this and continue to rise for this reason. We want Cedarville University to look like heaven, and we want it to act like heaven, And that's going to be one of the things we try to do. And so, Greg Dyson is one that works with this among many others. But would you express appreciation for all of those who are working to help us in this area? (laughs) You know, the most important thing at Cedarville is not the finances, it's not the number of students, even though we love our students. The most important thing is how are we doing spiritually? I wanna to announce to all of you that we are standing firm on an infallible and errant word of God. We believe that even though the culture may drift, we have an anchor that will hold. Ourselves will not be blown to and fro by this world because we understand that we have the rock upon which our faith is built. And at our Bible conference this year, the Lord blessed us in an amazing way as we had over 100 professions of faith and over 93 answer a call to ministry. We recognize that all of those may not have been first-time professions of faith. We recognize it's not about a number, but we also recognize that whenever the Lord's doing something special in any of our lives, that's something that we need to give praise to Him for. And so we don't focus on a number so much as we focus on living radical lives of obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, would you express gratitude and a plea for God to continue to do more on our campus, to draw all of us to serve Him with all of our beings? God is good to us, and for those of you that may not know, our students are incredibly generous. We raised $17,764 during this Bible conference to give to the Miami Valley Women's Center. Most of that came through our students, some through faculty and staff, but I just want to express my appreciation to you for your generosity and for your willingness to invest in others. That's a great trait. Don't ever lose it. And so I encourage you to keep that. God's been good to us in many other ways around campus. We have had Charles Krauthammer on campus. We have had Ben Carson on campus. We have been all over the television and the news and various places like ESPN Sports Center. Try and score that golden goal. Twine him, driven ball. Loat him with a punch. Back
1: over. Come on.
0: Oh, oh, well, cuz they have been taking it at the Lakers. The Lakers haven't had access kick now the ball in the fans name of Jesus or not, but I think we just watched it and so <laughs> and Great ago. job Connor wherever you are. They shouldn't have left you open. That was their mistake and their loss. And so we have great athletic teams all around on this campus and I am thankful for our athletes in particularly not just because they're excellent in what they do and I like to win, which is true, but because they do it in a way that glorifies God. And that's unique, especially at the NCAA Division II level. And so I appreciate our athletes, your desire to serve Jesus, your heart for Jesus, and the way that you represent him well. Thank you for that. I have a couple of announcements for you. Some of these are brand new announcements. Some of these are announcements for those who may be coming back to the campus that they might not notice. But the first one is brand new for everybody. Uh, This is the announcement of an adoption assistance policy benefit for faculty and staff. Many of you know that my daughter is adopted, and adoption is dear to my heart. And so, announcing starting today, we will have an adoption benefit for faculty and staff up to $3,000 per child for up to two children that will be reimbursed after placement in the home. So, if you're a faculty or staff member, you go to HR to get more details. You know, whenever I meet with students, I often ask them, what's something that you would change and what's something that you would never change? I frequently hear that chapel is something that should never change, and I get all sorts of other answers for things that we should change. But one that I heard frequently last year was about the water. So what we did is we painted the water tower. (laughs) You've seen that. I think it looks really good. I think it's a great logo. I appreciate the teams that put that together and made that happen. But we did something you might not see at the bottom of that water tower, which was to combine 48 different water softening stations all across campus into one water softening station, which has efficiency and cost savings, but it also allowed us to not just treat the hot water, but to treat the hot water and the cold water and to help make our water taste better. And so I want you to know we are listening and doing our best to improve things, even the little things like making the water taste better. So thank you for those suggestions and thank you to the team that is working on that particular issue even right now. Another thing that I would often hear about is cedar spray. Now, some of you don't know what cedar spray is, but when the algae would grow up on Cedar Lake and the sun would hit the algae and would bake it to a nice medium well consistency, it would smell just a little bit and not the type of smell that you would put in a perfume store for a fragrance, fragrance to be bought, but the type of smell that you would put on in a zombie apocalypse to keep the zombies away. and And the spray off of the lake would sometimes gently kissed students as they would walk across the bridge to class. And I heard that that they were tired of being kissed by the cedar spray. And so this summer we purchased 75 feet of additional electric hose so that we could move the fountain 75 feet farther away from the bridge. There may be the occasional day where the 30 to 40 mile an hour gust of wind blows it continually back up to the bridge. We'll try to cut the fountain off on those days. Uh, But you know, Ohio weather changes about every three minutes, and so sometimes we don't always get the fountain cut off, but I want you to know that we are trying to improve that and have made a change there. You'll also notice some bubbles coming up out of the lakes in about six different locations. Those are bubblers we put in to reduce the algae. If you'll look at the lake, it looks great. And so this was an assignment that we had given to some folks and they made sure it happened. And so I appreciate our physical plant, our grounds crew, those who work on the lake as they have tried to make sure that it looks good, smells good, and doesn't kiss you when you walk across the bridge. So express appreciation (laughs) to them for their work. So we have a new project for this year. Some of you have mentioned it to me. I have mentioned it to the leadership in that particular area and to our own leadership. This year, our goal is a lofty goal. We are going to try to do something about Chuck's smell. There have already been a couple of action items that have taken place, but there's some research going on. There's some additional thought and processes being put in to what we can do to overcome Chuck's smell, if you don't know what Chuck smell is, it's okay, the students do, and, and the professors who have those students in class after lunch, <laughs> we're going to fix it, let's put it that way, all right? So here's what I want you to know for students, when you tell us things that uh, are happening on campus, not complaining, but you're just joking, having fun, letting us know, we listen, we love you, and we want to make this place the best place we possibly can. And so thank you for your patience as we work on a few of those type items. I want to express my appreciation to a group of people for a project that we have just completed on the Engineering and Science Renovation and Expansion Project. Th- you can express your appreciation, especially those of you in this <laughs> classroom. This project encompassed 15,000 square feet And the facility literally was built from the foundation up. You watched the old service center be torn down. Even the steel was taken down so that we could put new steel up to make it four feet higher than the previous facility. It it has three chemistry labs in it, one organic chemistry lab, one chemistry research lab, one analytical chemistry lab, one instrument lab. There are 28 fume hoods, including the stock room. 18 of those are high-efficiency hoods to allow for safe, optimal working environment. There's a student collaboration room, two offices, and the HVAC unit outside was custom designed and built just for this project. There are 616 students using this building this semester, including 111 nursing majors, 131 engineering majors, and 146 chemistry, biology, and pre-pharmacy majors. Now, I want to draw your attention to one thing. The physical plant proposed this plan, which meant giving up their space and moving to four different locations on campus so that we could have these chemistry labs in the primary location right next to our ENS facility and so that we could have state-of-the-art facilities. How often is it that you have one section of an organization proposed to lose their space in order to have what's best for the future of the institution? And not only that, but then they had to build it. And so I want to express my appreciation to Rod Johnson, to Dan Orr Sr., to Dan Orr Jr., and to the rest of the physical plant team that helped to make this happen. Thank you, gentlemen. Dr. Dennis Flinchy and the science and mathematics faculty waited patiently They planned wisely, they have taught excellently, and they worked strategically to make sure these facilities were what you are enjoying today. Would you express appreciation to them for the planning in this process as well? Dave Bartlett, Kim Longo, and the advancement team. They raised $5 million for this project. So this project was not built off the backs of tuition. This was a project where we had donors and friends who came along the institution beside us to help us to build this project. So would you express appreciation to the advancement team who successfully (laughs) completed this campaign? If you have not seen those facilities, there will be tours from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. You're welcome to go by. We'll be glad to show you around those facilities. Uh, And in fact, I'm gonna show you a glimpse of them right now as we see a video. Well, my first
1: impression of the overall anatomy lab is just I love that they incorporate the anatomy, especially because we have so many like technological resources. And so being able to use those
0: simultaneously in the cadaver lab, and everything is so state of the art and brand new. Wow, when I walked in this building, it was so cool to see all the labs side by side. The labs are super interactive. Being able to look up whatever we need to see on the computers and also have any pieces of uh, cranial skeleton, looking at all of that is super helpful, we're able to feel out uh, where things are and kind of imagine them three-dimensionally while also being able to look up uh, if we get lost or kind of stuck on where we are.
1: One of the things that really impressed me was the amount of space that we had in the lab and all the technology looked really up-to-date.
0: Now every student is going to be able to have hood space to actually work in and this is going to be a huge improvement. It's a complete modernization of the whole entire lab, and I am just thrilled that I'm going to be able to
1: actually teach students in this environment. Well, I've actually um, taken chemistry classes at three different universities, and this is by far the best facilities. The first time I saw the renovations completed was like the anticipation of opening the gift that you want on Christmas morning. I walked in, eyes wide, and just that awe of what I had been wanting and dreaming about for so many years was was finally a reality.
0: Students can work in much more comfortable environments. The hoods that are in the labs provide them with a clean air environment and some opportunities to do work safely. We've actually been able to add not only modern organic labs, gen chem labs, analytical labs, but we've also added a modern research lab. They're gonna have the experience of actually working in a real lab environment, Um, that'll help them just be used and comfortable to just working in one of those environments when they get to that point in their careers. This
1: lab is really cool because we have the models of the bones and we can play with them, look at them from different angles and all that. These facilities are incredible and I am really amazed by all of the new um, technologies that we have here and all the space that we have so that um, chemistry students can invest into their laboratory experience and be able to get the most out of it. This project better prepares our students because many of our students that take human anatomy and physiology are headed to medical school. And medical schools have cadaver labs that have many of the interactive components that we've incorporated into our lab. And students will now be able to walk in first year not as intimidated as many of their peers will be because they will have had the experience under their belt of being involved with human cadaveric dissection and observation and that gives our students a distinct advantage as they go to graduate school or medical school. Most of those locations, whether it be med school or graduate school, do require an experience in
0: research at the undergraduate level, and our facilities now provide that. We have a couple of additional new projects that I want to announce to you for the first time today. Our trustees recently approved a new operations facility for our physical plant. They gave up their space. They have been moved to four different corners of the university. You have seen them driving down the roads in the downtown Cedarville. You have seen them all over the place. We are going to put them back together on a location behind the current grounds barn on Bridge Street. We're gonna build a 10,340 square foot facility that will house the physical plant employees, will include storage space, equipment, supplies. We'll be consolidating them back into one location which will eliminate the truck and cart traffic throughout downtown Cedarville, it'll be safer. It'll also look better as we will eliminate the tractor trailer uh, unit storage that we're having to use on Bridge Street currently. It'll be the right thing for us to do and it'll be a good advancement for our physical plant facilities. We will have maintenance, uh, mechanicals, grounds, custodial services, automotive, facility services, project management, and operations administration. This will be their home base for 62 staff in various departments of the physical plant, and we expect construction to be completed uh, for this by May of 2016. Uh, They have to build their own spot, and so they're gonna begin working on this as quickly as they can. Uh, They're gonna try to make this happen as fast as possible. Uh, It's not an elaborate facility, Uh, It's basically uh, a metal building with uh, metal poles and studs and things like that that you need to have. I don't know what all is going to be in it, but it's going to be good. (laughs) So we're going to announce that today. We'll get that started. And would you express appreciation to the trustees for approving it and to the physical plant for building their own (laughs) facility? Almost 20 years ago... This next summer, this chapel opened. If you're sitting on the back row of these chapel pews, there's probably a rip at some point in the fabric of the chapel. The life expectancy of the pews has expired, as demonstrated by the giving or the creaking on some of the pews as some of you sat down. We understand that, and that's why we are going to renovate and expand the current chapel. Before I show you the pictures of what the chapel's gonna look like, let me back up and hit a little bit of history. Through four different buildings, four different presidents over the last 60 years, alumni, students, faculty, and staff have gathered at about 9.55 to enter into a building where we worshiped, praised, and glorified God. Across every generation, chapel has been the thing that unites Cedarville University alumni. Chapel is the thing that nobody wants to do away with. With the slide that you see up on the screen currently, you have James T. Jeremiah presenting a devotion to students who are raising money for the pews through a walkathon. We're also gonna raise money for some new seats, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But James T. Jeremiah made chapel a focus and a heartbeat of Cedarville University in his time as president. Paul Dixon continued that, and some will remember him, especially this photo here moving into the new chapel where you carried hymnals from the old location into the new location. In case you're not sure what hymnals are, it's the books that had the songs in it that used... I'm just kidding. We use the screens now. But this was, again, the heartbeat of the campus. Here's a quote from him out of our historic books. It says, historically, the direction you give the chapel ministry determines the future of the institution. The heartbeat of every Christian college is what happens in chapel. He would frequently end chapel by singing Christ is all I need. Some of you will remember Dr. Bill Brown in chapel. You will remember how he made chapel a focus. You'll remember how he ended chapel by saying, have an awesome day in Christ. If you were here during his time, you know that he made it a central aspect of campus as well. I wish to continue that. And that's why we're going to put money to reinvest into this chapel so that it will be a showpiece and a showcase auditorium and room so that we can gather, not because we're worried about facilities, but because we want it to be a place where we come together to worship God and praise Him. So here you see a sketch of what the new chapel will look like. Now, you'll see that it has seats, and I know that some of you aren't necessarily fond of the seats over the pews, but we've done the homework and the research, the most crowded pew in here, has no closer, uh, people sitting no closer than 20.02 inches. Those seats are 20 inches wide. They have no arms in between them. If you want to squeeze a friend in, you'll have plenty of room to squeeze a friend in. This chapel is going to have not only seats in it, it's going to also expand out directly behind me this classroom that you would see so that those walls next fall will no longer exist going to that stairwell, so that that will be an additional 170 seats at the back, so those standing along the walls will no longer have to stand along the walls, but they'll be able to sit in that particular section. You can see also that we are going to change the resolutions on the screens from a four by three aspect ratio to 16 by nine. We'll be—I didn't expect that to be the most popular part of the chapel renovation, but that's okay. Uh, We're gonna paint the top here black. We're gonna take out some of this so that we can have it stationed so that we could put up one screen, two screens, three screens, four screens, so that we'll have flexibility. We're gonna have projectors. (laughs) Did we have two students excited about that? Is that what that was? and they work with making the chapel look cool, and so they're really excited. We're, we're gonna look with being able to move our projectors so that we can have maximum versatility for all of the summer events that take place, and all of the things where we wanna have it just be a showcase experience for everybody. Uh, this project's not just gonna include those items. It's gonna be the carpet, the paint on the walls, the lights in the ceiling as we move to more efficient lights. Everything in this chapel will be renovated and the chapel will be approximately a $3 million project. You know that project's gonna take a lot of time too. We don't have a lot of time. So if we can clear it with the legal things that be in place, with the fire code and other things that are rules that we have to abide by, it may be that the last day or two of chapel we sit on the floor. Would y'all be okay with that? It, It may be that the last day or two of chapel, instead of carrying hymnals into the chapel, you're carrying pews out of the chapel. Would you be okay with that? I think it would be fun. So we'll see if we can work that out. We'll announce more to you about that later on. But I do want to let you know that we are going to try to raise the money for this. So we are announcing a campaign for the Jeremiah Chapel Renovation and Expansion Project. And I have a slide that they're going to show you here in just a moment that will tell you some of the different ways that you can give. If you give for $100 up to $250, you will receive one of our 955 commemorative Coins. If you are to give from $250 to $999, you will also have the opportunity to raise a stone of remembrance. Let me tell you what I mean by that. You remember when the children of Israel went through the Jordan River and they were commanded to gather 12 stones and to stack those stones on the side, and the Lord told them, you do this so that when you bring your children by, you can tell them of what the Lord has done. We are going to have the opportunity for you to sponsor a seat in the chapel and on the back of that seat to have a plaque where you can put a life verse a reference to a verse that has impacted you while you were here at chapel. You can put your initials below that. If you're an alumni, your graduating year. Uh, If you are a student, perhaps your anticipated graduation year. Uh, If you're not an alumni or student, you can still purchase uh, or help us sponsor a seat and do a life verse and do initials down below it. We're gonna give the opportunity for you to help pay for this renovation at $250 to sponsor a seat. Now with 3,200 seats... I anticipate that we're gonna run out of seats eventually. So for those of you that are interested in that, I would encourage you this weekend uh, to begin looking into that and to go ahead and make your sponsorship opportunity. If you wanna give more than that, we certainly will be glad to help take that. A thousand dollars, you will get a chapel coin, a chair, and on the donor wall. If you're an alumni and you give any amount, we're gonna recognize that gift on the donor wall because we believe chapel is something that is special to all Cedarville alumni students, faculty, and staff. And so we want to raise this money uh, so that we can help make this chapel a showcase piece of our institution and emphasize how much we appreciate chapel. This is something that we take seriously. It's the future of the institution. And the website that you can give to is down at the bottom there. And for the first time in chapel, if you want to pull out your iPhone, go to the website and make your donation now, it will be okay and you will not get in trouble in any way. Just kidding. Moving forward, and I'm closing with this, we have a vision statement for the institution. Our vision statement for Cedarville University is on the slide. Cedarville University is a Christ-centered learning community equipping students for lifelong leadership and service through an education marked by excellence and grounded in biblical truth. Now in this day and age in which we live, some would look at the words Christ-centered and they would say those words don't have very much meaning anymore when you can have 118 schools in a Christian organization that would accept same-sex marriage that would affirm Christ-centeredness at their institutions. I want to tell you at Cedarville University, Christ-centered and historic Christian faith still means something. It means that we believe this word is God's infallible, inerrant, authoritative word, and that we are going to stand for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. We believe in an exclusive gospel that needs to go to the ends of the earth and that's why we want every student on a mission trip before they graduate. That's why we want the gospel into the hard to reach places. We do not ask for an easier task. We pray for greater strength and that we can take the gospel to where the gospel needs to be because it's not a question of if God has called us to get the gospel message out. It's a question of how God has called us to take that gospel message to the ends of the earth. So all of us need to take that exclusive message of Christ's death on our behalf and in our place, his burial and his resurrection to the ends of the earth as we celebrate Jesus Christ and his word. On this campus, if you want to know where we're headed, if you want to know what our vision looks like, you can find it succinctly stated in the terms 1,000 days. You'll remember throughout the Bible that Jesus walked with the disciples for a thousand days. Paul was in the wilderness for a thousand days. And Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were taken to Babylon and put into Babylonian education for a thousand days. I fear that's what's happening in our country is that we are taking the best and the brightest out of the church, sending them into secular educational models for those thousand days so they could be reprogrammed, so that they could be turned out to basically be worthless for the cause of Christ because they don't understand what they believe or why anymore. At Cedarville University, we're going to stand firm for all of the 1,000 days that you are here. In your four years' time, taking off the summer and the winter breaks, we understand you're going to be here about 1,000 days we want to be intentional in every one of those thousand days so that in every classroom there is a biblical worldview presented, that in every meal that we share together in Chucks, that we have conversations that are intentional about eternal matters, that there is discipleship taking place in every area of the campus, that in our student life programs we emphasize a love for God, a love for others, an excellence in effort and integrity in our conduct, that on this chapel stage the Word of God is preached, and that you grow deeper in your Faith, that in our discipleship groups you have small group accountability that will help you grow for Christ, that we challenge you through a Bible minor to learn more and to dig deeper and to be rooted in the scriptures with your faith so that you will be unleashed on the world with a trajectory to glorify God, rooted firmly and established in Him. That's what we are here to do. That is our mission. We embrace that mission. We are unashamed of that mission and we will stand for the Word of God and the testimony. Testimony of Jesus Christ. Psalm one thirty six says this Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. I'm thankful. At Cedarville University, we have the blessed opportunity to experience the steadfast love of God in so many ways with such a great community of students, faculty, and staff that there is no other reason to explain the existence of this place than God's grace and the great people he has called to serve here. So would you join me in praying as we give thanks to God for all that he has done? Dear Lord, as we come to you, Father, we confess to you that we are just filthy sinners. God, all of us, myself included, have sinned and fallen short of your expectation. And Lord, we are in need of grace. And you have so graciously provided that grace to us in Jesus Christ on the cross. Lord, his substitutionary death, his resurrection, his ascension, and his coming again. Lord, you have given us hope in a world that has no hope. God, you have given us a place where we have great fellowship with believers. And Lord, even though it's hard, Lord, you have given us encouragement through daily chapels. Lord, you put people around us to mention encouraging words. Lord, you have given us a community that we thank you for. God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, not just in Jesus Christ, but Lord, the believers you have put around us, the hope that you have given us. God, may we never take that for granted. And even in our darkest days and in our darkest hours, Lord, may we look to you because you are our hope. And we understand that your steadfast love endures forever. God, we just come before you now and say thank you. We thank you for what you have done and for what we know you will do. Lord, we ask all this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And you are dismissed.